Amen. Well, there are always ways that we can continue to give and build up the kingdom of God here at Imago Church, as uh, Brother Danny mentioned, online or through a designated uh, check or envelope at any time. And we have a giving box back there as well. And all of our giving goes 100% toward building up God's kingdom here at Imago. And now we're going to continue in our time of worship by opening up the word of God and today's scripture reading will be from the book of 1 Thessalonians, chapter 2, verses 6 to 13. La escritura de hoy viene del libro de primera de Tesalonicenses, capítulo 2, versículos 2, 6 al 13. And you could go ahead and follow along in your Bibles in the language of your choice. I'll be reading in English, and the scriptures will be up on the slides. And for those worshiping at home as well, they will be in the slides as well. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 6 to 13. Let's go ahead and hear with open ears and open hearts from the word of God this morning. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, beginning at verse 6. We were not looking for praise from people, not from you or anyone else. Even though as apostles of Christ, we could have asserted our authority. Instead, we were like young children among you. Just as a nursing mother cares for her children, so we cared for you because we loved you so much. We were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. Surely you remember, brothers and sisters, our toil and hardship. We worked night and day in order to not be a burden to anyone while we preached the gospel of God to you. You are witnesses, and so is God, of how holy, righteous, and blameless we were among you who believed. For you know that we dealt with each of you as a father deals with his own children, encouraging, comforting, and urging you to live lives worthy of God who calls you into his kingdom and glory. And we also thank God continually because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it, not as a human word, but as it actually is the word of God which is indeed at work in you who believe. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. God, we thank you for the gift of your precious, precious word. Te damos gracias, Señor, por tu palabra preciosa. And Lord, we thank you that your word is living. Your word is active that your word has the power to meet us where we are and shape us, Lord, into the people that you created us to be. Lord, I just pray that today you would, um, again, shape us, mold us, transform us, Lord. Some of us today are feeling all kinds of emotions. Some of us today are navigating loss and grief. Others, Lord, uncertainty, others perhaps loneliness, God. However it is we find ourselves, God, may you be the true comforter, 
the one who we can go to, the one who has been faithful throughout our entire lives. Help us, Lord, to remember that we're all here for a purpose. And wherever two or three are gathered, you are here with us, God. So Holy Spirit, descend over us this morning. Descend over all of those at home, Lord God, that are worshiping at home. Descend over the family of God, the Imago Church family, wherever they may find themselves today, God. And Lord, I just pray that we would be confident, Lord, that today you are working in ways that are seen and in ways that are unseen, Lord. In ways that are in, our, in and out of our control, Lord. In ways that are beyond our search situation or circumstance, Lord. Lord, you are our protector. You are our provider. So today, Lord, we proclaim our trust in you. Our full trust in you. Everyone else is middle management, God. Whether it's any principalities or authorities or feelings or our own stuff, Lord, all of that is middle management. You're the one in charge, God. You're the one in who we trust in. Without you, there is no life. Sin ti no hay vida, Dios Santo. So today, Lord, would you give us hearts to receive grace and to release control, God, as we travel along this journey into new life in Christ. It's in his faithful name we pray. Amen. Amen. So throughout this year in 2022, we've actually been looking at um, this, the power of God, as we look ahead in this year. We've been talking about what it means to see God do a new thing, for God to do a new thing in our life together as our community and in our individual lives as disciples. And this month in February, we've been continuing in this series that we've been calling Bless Your Church, Flourishing in Our Life Together whether you've been following along, following along here in person or at home online, that has been the series of teaching that we've been in in this past month. We've been talking about what it actually means to be what we call here at Imago matter-of-fact kind of disciples, what it means to be an authentic follower of Jesus, how together as a family of God we can go beyond simply being cultural or religious, uh, religious custom Christians, how we can really live out, right, what that, what we sang in our song, going beyond our traditions, beyond our religions, and being really a matter-of-fact kind of disciple. And, and we've explained what that means. That's really reflecting some of the core values for us to go to the next level as disciples here at Imago, to be a matter-of-fact kind of disciple, F-A-C-T, to be faithful, to be approachable, to be consistent, and to be teachable. Fact. First, faithful. We talked about that a few weeks ago. That means that we're all committed to reflecting the character of Christ as we all take our call seriously here as the body of Christ. We are all faithful contributors. Then last week, we talked about what it means to be approachable. That's the call to live out our hope, our, our, our calling of hope through restored relationships. 
That means dying to our old tendencies of being clicky or tribalistic and instead choosing to be open to God and open to one another by welcoming one another and closing the gap in relationships. And this week we're going to be talking about C, what it means to be committed and consistent. Committed and consistent to God and with one another. Committed to gathering and building each other up. Because the reality is this. Trust is built through commitment and consistency. That's how you come to build up trust in the lives of others. That's how others will come to trust you. And then next week we'll be talking about T. What it means to be teachable. Each one of us is called to carry ourselves humbly with God and with one another. Again, that's what it means to go the next level in our discipleship, to be a matter-of-fact kind of disciple, faithful, approachable, committed, and teachable. So why do we emphasize that so much as a community here at Imago Church? And the reason that we do that is because We've come to learn, and I've been um, sharing this, and I know this to be the case from the bottom of my heart, that the church that blesses, the church that chooses to bless one another is the church that is united. The church that chooses to bless one another is the church that is united. Blessing one another has to be a conscious and intentional choice that we make as a community, and that each one of us makes as individual disciples. We can bless one another through our freedom, our generosity, our teachability, our faithfulness, by being contributors rather than just consumers. This is a choice that every community has to deliberately make. If we don't make it intentionally, then other choices get made unintentionally. We won't, if we don't choose to bless one another, then unintentionally we will do other things. Maybe instead of bless one another, unintentionally we will begin to judge one another or critique one another. But not so with us. That's not the call that God has for us as a community of disciples here at Imago Church. God is doing a new thing here and we can choose to bless and love one another in order to flourish in our life together. To grow para que juntos podamos florecer en nuestra vida juntos como una comunidad. So last week we talked about blessing one another by welcoming one another and by being approachable. This week we're going to reflect on how to bless one another by choosing to be committed to each other and consistent in our life together as a church community. I love the words that this passage talks about. If we can put the passage up one more time in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 in verse 8. The Apostle Paul says this. He says, so we cared for you because we loved you so much. We were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. Wow, what do we see here in this passage? That the Apostle Paul, he forever impacted a community because of his commitment. Because of his consistency and his vulnerability in the life of that community. 
What does it say here? We were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. You know, Paul, one of the earliest Christian leaders, he could have just said, well, I did my job. I, you know, I shared the gospel. That was it. No, but he says, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our very lives as well. Friends, brothers, sisters, if you're seeking to leave a legacy in the lives of others, then that will call you to commitment. That will call you to consistency and vulnerability in the lives of others. You can bless your church by sharing your life with others. Everyone here belongs to a family. And I'm grateful for all of the families here at Imago Church, whether here in person or online. Everyone belongs to a family. And what makes a healthy family system, a healthy family dynamic, is really these, these three things, amongst others. A healthy fi family dynamic is a family that is committed, consistent, and vulnerable. Committed, consistent, and vulnerable with each other. That is part of what makes a strong and healthy bond in a family or in a community. You know, I'm so grateful for all the stages God has us all in and that I've been able to have the privilege of walk, walking alongside some of you in those stages. But I remember years ago now um, when Charlotte and I uh, actually were doing premarital counseling and we did it with one of my pastoral mentors and I learned a lot from him on how to do premarital counseling and anyone that I've ever done that with, you know that we will go to those hard conversations and hard spaces as well because that's how I learned it as well. But one thing that the, um, the pastor told us, he asked us to do, and I've shared this story with some of you, he asked Charlotte and I to do something kind of different, kind of funny, and uh, he was trying to show us just a bit of what, the, what marriage and um, commitment feels like. And he had um, Charlotte sit in chairs, and Charlotte and I sit in chairs, and we just had to look at each other in the middle of the room without talking, without saying anything. And um, he basically said this. He said, I want you to know that right now, the person that you're looking at, no one will ever love you as much as that person. And no one will ever hurt you as much as that person. It was a little awkward. It was hard and uncomfortable to hear all that. But all done in love for the sake of love. That's part of what commitment means, to be, to be committed, to be consistent and vulnerable with each other. Again, that experience, like I mentioned, it felt a little awkward, a little hard, a little uncomfortable, but all done in love for the sake of love. When I thought about it later on in the years, I realized that was actually an experience of what marriage and uh, deep love, whether in marriage or friendship, actually feels like, right? Love feels a little awkward, a little hard, and uncomfortable, but all done in love for the sake of love. Love will always be vulnerable. And because of that vulnerability at times, it may even feel uncomfortable. It may even feel confrontational and direct at times. As it says here, 
in this passage in in uh, in in uh, First Thessalonians two verse eleven. If we can put it up, it says, "For you know that we dealt with each of you just as a father deals with his own children, encouraging, comforting, and urging you to live lives worthy of God, who calls you into His kingdom and glory." urging you to live lives worthy of God. Again, sometimes love can call us to urge one another to live lives worthy of God. You know, this, this word of, um, of urging one another, actually, there's a word in the English language for this, and in the Bible, we hardly ever use it in modern-day modern day English. But the word is admonishment. Admonishment is speaking the truth in love, knowing that loving friendships and loving relationships, whether they're marriage or friendships or any season of that, we can experience this. Speaking the truth in love is knowing that in loving friendships and loving relationships, all of that needs to be based on honesty, communication, and trust. All real love, all real friendship and community must be based on God's truth and God's grace. So here at Imago Church, we're committed to being a community of truth and grace, of grace and truth, because we can only understand truth in light of grace, and we can only understand grace in light of truth. Truth and grace go together in a healthy community, in a healthy family, in a healthy relationship. They go together and they flow together. So if we only want one without the other, if we only want truth without grace, then guess what? We're settling for a half truth. If we only want grace without truth, then we're settling for cheap grace. Half truth and cheap grace are actually what the scriptures call idols. There are warnings about that. No, don't go there. I know it can feel so good, but don't go into that. Don't hurry into that. Scripture reminds us to not just settle for cheap grace because we were made for so much more. So remember, when love feels hard, when love feels vulnerable, when commitment and consistency feel all those things come up, it doesn't mean that it's not God working in and through you. Because love will always be vulnerable and because of that vulnerability, at times it may even feel confrontational. It may not feel super good. It may be this next level kind of love that Paul is talking about here. It may be admonishment, speaking the truth in love to one another. You know, one of my favorite uh, leaders during the Protestant Reformation, um, Martin Luther, he actually said this. He actually said that, un uh, that um, my refusal to admonish or to speak the truth in love to my sister or brother in Christ, my refusal to admonish them is actually a sign of my secret hatred for them. 
My refusal to admonish my sister and brother is actually a sign of my secret hatred for them. What does that mean? That means if I see a brother or sister going in a direction that may be leading to a place of self-destruction, admonishment is love in action. Admonishment says, sister, brother, you're going the wrong way. You're going to fall off that cliff. Let's go back together on the right path. Admonishment is done in a way that is honest, direct, and respectful. Remember, truth without grace is a half-truth. And grace without truth is cheap grace. We're called to be a community of truth and grace. As it says in Proverbs 27, verse 6, and this one you can write it down because we don't have it in the slides, but Proverbs 27, verse 6 says, Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. Wow, what does that mean? Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses? That means that a friend, a true friend that will go the extra mile for you, that will love you, is a friend who admonishes and a friend who can be trusted. And yet an enemy will do what the psychologists call love bombing, will multiply kisses. They will love bomb you. They will know how to make you feel so good all the time. You know, it's kind of like that when we get those phone calls, right? Those scam calls. You just want a million dollars. What's the old saying? If it's too good to be true, then guess what? It's probably not true. (laughs) In the same way, if someone comes into your life and they're just love bombing you all the time and always making you feel good, what else is there there? Because a true friend knows how to speak the truth in love. But love bombing or multiplying in kisses is really like, and I was thinking, how can I compare this to something? It's really like a Cinnabon. You guys know what a Cinnabon is? It's, 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 it's this delicious, right, cinnamon roll, and you just eat it, and it makes you feel good, and suddenly, at least me sometimes, right, these are my issues, I have no more problems, right? But it does nothing for you. It just tastes good in the moment, but there's nothing good about it. The Apostle Paul says that sharing our lives with one another calls us to authentic love. And authentic love can be both tough and tender. Not just tender all the time, and not just tough all the time, but tough and tender. Direct, but not rough. Again, remember, we're a community of truth and grace. They flow together. To walk in love is to develop a tough skin and a soft heart. So that's my prayer for all of us as we commit to flourishing in our life together, that God would grow in us a tough skin and a soft heart. Because if we don't ask God for that tough skin and soft heart, guess what's going to happen? When we get hurt, If we do, if we don't heal properly, if we don't give that all to God, then we're going to do the opposite. We're not going to develop 
a tough skin. In fact, we're going to develop a soft skin where everything offends us. And we're just looking for a problem and looking for the next drama. And instead of developing a soft heart, we'll develop a hard heart. A hard heart is when I refuse to share my life with anyone else because I don't want to get hurt. But remember the calling of God in flourishing in our life together and sharing our life together is to learn to bless one another by developing a tough skin and a soft heart for God and for others. As we're going to the next level as a church, it's going to take all of us doing our part, contributing as a community to continue to develop a spiritually mature and healthy church. We need your help. We need us all. As your pastor, I need your help because this, this, this calling is bigger than any, any one person. But it's not big enough for God. And he's called each and every one of us to contribute toward this. First Thessalonians, this beautiful book that we're reflecting on in February, is really a book about living life together, united in Christ, as the body of Christ, as God's gathered community, to be the church to see the imago reflected in each one of us, the image of God reflected in each one of us, to experience hope through restored relationships. That's what this book is pointing to. In fact, as we talked about last week, right, the world will know the love of God beginning on how we as Christians, we as God's people love one another. The world will know the love of God on how, based on how we as God's people are in covenant with God and with each other. The world will know the love of God by seeing how we as God's people are committed to one another. You know, we're in an age of technology, an age where we are more connected than ever before in human history. And at the same time, we are more disconnected and isolated, inwardly focused than ever in any point in human history. What this passage is reminding us of in sharing our lives together, it's a reminder that all real relationships will lead toward commitment to one another. All real relationships call us to go beyond consuming to go beyond just swiping or liking something, and that's the basis of our relationship. But instead of going the next level, sharing your life with others, coming to commit to God and to a community, there is a great power when we stop running or jumping around from community to community. And instead, when we just settle down and develop roots when we're committed to God and committed to God's people at a local church. Here at Imago Church, really, the word becomes flesh. Love becomes actual when we stop living in arm's length with one one another. When we stop using all the defense mechanisms. I know they've worked your whole life, our whole lives, but remember, those mechanisms will only work until they don't. But when we just surrender those to God and when we actually say yes to God and when we actually say yes to God by saying yes 
to a church community, to the people of God. Love becomes tangible. Love becomes actual when we're in covenant together, when we do life together. So my prayer is that together we may be granted the power of consistency and commitment. Because consistency, faithfulness, and commitment is actually how we all make deposits into our trust and integrity account. We all have, you know, different types of accounts. We have bank accounts and whatnot, but we have integrity accounts. We have trust accounts. We have ways that we can make deposits into our trust and into our integrity. And one of those ways is simply through being faithful, being consistent. That's how we make those deposits. Consistency brings trust. But then on the other hand, right, we have ways that we can make withdrawals from that trust account. And it's not because you're, and anyone has bad intentions or bad person. It has nothing to do with that. But it's based on our actions and how we navigate our time, energy, and talents, right? So we can make deposits into our trust account by our consistency. But we can also make withdrawals in our trust account through our flakiness, through our unreliability, through vagueness, that will make our trust account bankrupt because of so many withdrawals. Consistency and faithfulness give the gift of trustworthiness. So Imago community, whether in person or online, may we grow together in our consistency and in our trust. Here's my question for you this morning. What kind of legacy do you want to leave? Do you want to be influential? Do you want to impact the lives of others? Then here's my suggestion to you. Commit to being consistent. Commit to being consistent in the lives of those that you wish to impact, of those you wish to love and serve in this life God has given you. Because that will bring the most influence, the most impact. Not how many views you got on that. Not how many followers you have. on. No, that really comes and goes. The next week there's a new fad. But you will be influential and you will impact eternally the lives of others through your consistency. You know, I think about a friend of mine. Um, he taught me a lot about preaching and about pastoral care and whatnot. His name's Jared. He, he and I worked together over in, in Philadelphia when I was out there, but uh, now he's down in Florida. And I remember when I was in seminary, I was uh, doing some work with him, and um, I was really nervous about this sermon I needed to preach. And I, I, like many other, you know, younger pastors at the time, like really wanted to just preach that super sermon, right, that would just transform everyone's life. And I remember um, this friend and mentor, Jared, he, he told me something that I'm never going to forget. He said, Carlos, I want you to just let go of that. Just surrender that to God. There's no such thing as a super sermon. You will impact the life of a community so much more by your consistent preaching of the gospel. 
and by consistently loving them. That's how you will impact a community. Not by the super sermon, not by the super performance or the amazing song, but by being consistent in their lives. We see here in this passage, and we're reminded that joy is made complete and we learn to love really when we commit to our life together. The book of Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 to 25, and we could put this passage up on the slides, Hebrews 10, 24 to 25, it talks about the need for consistency and, and commitment as a church community. It's not just a want, it's not just a good thing once in a while, but it is absolutely necessary in the life of a church. Hebrews 10, 24 to 25, it says this, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Each one of us, we are blessed to be a blessing. And here at Imago Church, we are all contributing to build up God's kingdom. No one here is simply consuming, but we're all contributing together as one family and as one body. So this year, as we're on this journey of rebuilding, how can you go that next step? How can you go that next level? How can you step in and step up in this new year? How can you give your time, surrender, time, treasure, generosity, talents over to the Lord and over to your community in this year? There's always a need, whether it's in working in the background, in planning, in logistics, in coordinating, in worship, with sound, with media, with childcare, with children's ministry, with hospitality, with leadership, with being a deacon or an elder, if that's something you feel called to, let's talk about that. Let's pray about that process. Remember, not every, not, no one can do everything, but everyone can do something. We're all called together on this journey. And don't wait till that day that you're going to be perfect or you're going to have all your things right. No, God is working on all of that through your life. Yes, you know, you have to confess and repent often. But remember, no perfect people allowed or no self-described superstars, just as we are. Remember, God doesn't call the qualified. God qualifies the called. I've said that many times here before. And just show up. Show up and see God do a new thing in your life, around your life, and through your life. The power of consistency, of, of showing up, of availability, is a power of influence and eternal impact. A power that builds up trust. This weekend, some of you know that I'm a big a sports fanatic, and, and I, I love all of that. And it's the NBA All-Star Weekend. And um, I'm never going to forget some words that I heard from Shaq, from Shaquille O'Neal. Some of you know who he is. In case you don't, he's a four-time champion, 18-time All-Star, 
one of the top 75 players of all time, and probably the most dominant player of all time. But one thing he said, with all of his skills that he has, with all of his championships, he was once asked, what's the most important contribution that you can make to a team? And he said this, the best ability is availability. The best ability is availability. I don't care how talented we think we are, how special or whatever it may be. The best ability is availability. So just show up. And you can bless this community by showing up faithfully and consistently. You have the power to bless one another. To bless your church community by being faithful, approachable, consistent, and teachable. This month, we've been talking about all of those ways that we can bless one another and flourish in our life together. And we'll be talking next week about what it means to be teachable. But friends, brothers, sisters, you can be a blessing by being faithful and consistent to this church community, just as it is, imperfections and all, but you can be a blessing and you are a blessing for those here in person, for those online. Your presence matters. And really what I want to invite everyone to in 2022 is really uh, some uh, a covenant that you can make with God. Pray about it. No one's going to be on your back about this, but we're going to invite you into this, into a covenant of three-fourths of the time. Three-fourths of the time, you will be committed and being in covenant, covenant to being in life together here at Imago. Three-fourths of the time on Sundays, you'll be here during midweek discipleship. Really, in, in all the seasons in our life together, through the highs, through the lows, through the stuff in between, through the events that we have, this worship night on March 11th as well, we can be a blessing by being faithful and consistent with one another as part of this community. Everyone matters and everyone counts. So my prayer is that together may we show up and witness to the goodness of God. May we witness and, and, and show up as we see God show up. May we continue to walk through any trial that we are experiencing in order to see that trial one day become a testimony. May we continue to press forward together even through the walls that seem unbreakable so that one day we can witness and see God break through that wall and take us to another level. So as it comes to pass, we together as a church community can testify and say, look at God. Look at God. When we're consistent with one another, those are the kinds of testimonies we can build up. We can remind each other and say, look at God. Look at you. Look at me. Look at us. Look at how faithful God has been. And look at how far God has brought us.
Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, as your people, Lord, we offer you just um, all of ourselves. We make room in our hearts. We make room in our minds, Lord, to see you do that new thing in and through us, Lord. God, we fed on your word. We've been refreshed through your living water. And as we continue in our time of worship and we close out this morning and we enter into praise, may we experience your presence. May we experience your touch and your power. To your praise and glory, Lord, we pray all of this. We pray it in the name above all names, Lord. In the one who will never leave us or forsake us, God. Thank you, Lord, that you never ask us to do anything that you haven't done yourself, Lord. You have been consistent in our lives, God. You have been faithful. And Lord, even as we've tried to run away, you have run toward us, God. You've extended your arm out to us because your arm is never too short to save. So, Lord, we love you. And when we're talking about faithfulness and consistency, Lord God, that builds up trust, that builds up blessing, that builds up influence, that builds up impact, God. May we not view that as just one more thing to do. No, God, it's not one more thing to do, but it's one thing that you will do in and through us when we abide in you trust in you and when we surrender to you Lord. so God that's what we're doing this morning individually and as a church community Lord show up God show off do something new Lord in and through your people in and through this humble gathering in and through Lord people that wouldn't ordinarily be together, Lord, but can worship you and have been empowered and equipped for greater things, Lord, because of the spirit that is in us, Lord, your Holy Spirit, God. We love you and we pray all of this in the name above all names, the faithful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.